Does anyone on the liberal left accept such projections? Or are they a mere fabrication of the conspiratorial right-wing conservative imagination? That one. Yeah, the, the, the second one. That's that's the answer right there, because you're saying a lot of gobbledygook. You're, you're saying a lot of weird things that are trying to distract people, obviously. If you get people thinking that, like, oh, yes, uh, our projections are to reach 2,227, and you're like, well, that sounds like a video game title. I mean, are we going to be able to create characters, and can we change the size of those characters' penises? That sounds fun, cyberpunk style. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying to you right now that we have reached a point where it is actually cheaper to generate energy from renewable resources than it is by coal and oil extraction. We, we've done that, so we need to switch over to that immediately. This winter, tens of millions of British citizens, including children, will be tipped or dumped into energy poverty, severe enough to risk permanent damage to their health. Cold, damp houses provide the perfect breeding ground for mold that not only causes respiratory distress, but renders houses essentially unlivable once established. One left-leaning newspaper ran the story outlining the danger, but without a word about why this crisis has emerged, because the woke moralizers of the environmental movement helped to create it. Hey, you're probably familiar with the Jordan Peterson Red Fash arc that's been going on for a little while, where he basically turns on a camera and he tries to be a big old tough guy. Uh, and then usually while he's being a big old tough guy, he's going after communities that are already heavily marginalized by society. So he's like, he's he's a big old strong man. He's like, yeah, I'm so tough and wild. And this is why I'm going to go after Elliot Page and I'm going to go after trans people because I'm such a big strong man who's super strong and big and I'm super cool and pleased by my book and my lobster ship. Um, and it's utterly uh, and completely absurd. And it's been so funny. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's been an awesome arc. I've, I've been here for the entire like up yours woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Because like it's it's like it's just so funny. I knew people who were like quasi Jordan Peterson fans, as in they like I'm not really down with his like you know his transphobia stuff. But I like I like some of his lectures who were just like. So the guy's kind of a clown. I was oh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you that for so long. I've been sounding the alarm on this guy for a while. Anyways, uh, this uh, we can throw into the canon of his videos uh, where he's now basically blaming uh, environmentalism uh, for low quality of life. The narcissists of compassion, callow, self-aggrandizing, incompetent politicians, their celebrity lackeys, Machiavellian journalists, have insisted ever more loudly over the last five decades that no cost was and is too great for others to bear in the pursuit of blind service to the planet. It is irresistibly tempting at the moment for those on that bandwagon to single out and demonize Vladimir Putin for Europe's energy woes, but his current machinations were utterly enabled by the green ideologues. Anyone with eyes could see a decade ago that the idiot insistence that Europe make itself reliant on Russia for its energy security made the current situation inevitable. Remember when President Donald Trump, populist menace numero uno, was... Okay, Let's, uh, we can start here. Um, the onus of the high cost of uh, fuel should not be placed squarely upon Vladimir Putin. Uh, in and of himself, uh, there are certainly factors at play. It's a very complicated global issue, the high cost of energy. Uh, one of the things that no one ever targets happens to be the energy companies themselves, which are just fucking printing cash right now, 
untold amounts of profit. Well, actually, no, very clear amounts of profit because they have to print their quarterlies. Um, and yes, and they're also doing massive amounts of stock buyback. Uh, Shell is doing, I think, $4 billion with the stock buyback this year based on their profits. Record amounts of profits. No one calls them out. No one cares. People constantly point the finger at Joe Biden or other factors. Yes, obviously, having a huge amount of energy dependence in Europe on uh, the energy that comes from oil uh, that comes directly from Russia is a huge problem. We should take this as an opportunity because uh, Vladimir Putin is doing some fucking horrifying imperialism right now to be like, well, maybe we shouldn't allow Russia to basically be a militarized gas station and we shouldn't uh, consistently look for that as our source of fuel and we should be moving towards uh, more green energy solutions. That that should be uh, perhaps the best way forward. But the way Jordan Peterson is framing it is utterly and completely absurd mocked and derided by the intellectual and political elite in Europe and North America for trumpeting precisely that warning? Well, now the chickens have truly come home to roost, but very little has yet been learned in consequence. Virtue-signaling utopians committed to globalization claim we are destroying the planet with cheap energy. But are they truly and deeply committed to the environmental sustainability so loud? Ben Shapiro, absolutely spectacular. Someone dressed up their kid as Matt Walsh. Hashtag, what is a costume? What is a woman? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market and insistently demanded? Or are they merely hell-bent in the prototypically Marxist manner in taking revenge on capitalism? It appears to be the latter. Why otherwise would the mavens of the environmental movement oppose nuclear power, despite its optimal carbon footprint? Why would they demonize the exceptionally clean natural gas whose fracking-enabled production has allowed the U.S. to dramatically... Okay, so uh, just so you know, natural gas, just based on the name alone, doesn't mean that it doesn't have a carbon footprint. In fact, it does. It, ha- it does have a carbon footprint. It's an incredible marketing. It's just like it's good marketing 101. To, if you say natural gas, people are like, oh, so the clean natural gas. Can we add the word clean in front of it? Yes. Okay. Clean natural gas. Oh, beautiful. All right. Perfect. Yes. So so this is, it, it's, it's good for the environment then because it's clean. And it's natural. It's in the name. I, I saw the first two parts. Clean, natural. So it, it doesn't doesn't have a, a, a C. No, it's not a renewable energy. It's a gas. It has a carbon footprint. <laughs> like it's, it's it's just really good marketing and PR. Uh, the first part that he was talking about, uh, nuclear power. Yes, is good. Nuclear power is uh, carbon. Uh, I wouldn't say one hundred percent carbon neutral, but holy fuck, is it ever less uh, carbon emitting? Because at the end of the day, all you have is a radioactive isotope put into water. That water then boils. That boiling generates, uh, or that boiling makes a generator spin, and that been uh, generates electricity uh it is a a much uh, better form of uh, uh getting energy we should definitely start utilizing nuclear power in the tool set uh, as far as things that we need to to use going forward but the demonization of it usually comes from the fact that older nuclear reactors older nuclear plants um have in the past uh, been subject to uh earthquakes uh, this is the case with uh, tokyo as well as meltdowns and also, as we are seeing with Ukraine, uh, when there happens to be a uh, battlefield uh, involving two opposing forces, then obviously a nuclear power plant is a very sketchy and dangerous situation for there to be people shooting at each other, firing rockets at each other, or even trying to control. Uh, and so that's that's where some of the dangers of it come in. 
cut the very carbon output. Yes, the waste. The waste is the waste is obviously a problem. But in terms of uh, the the relativity of the waste produced uh, by um, nuclear power versus our necessity right now to have every fucking option available to lower our carbon footprint, uh, I, I'm still an advocate of nuclear power. That is so hypothetically undesirable. Utility bills have soared in the UK, the home of the industrial revolution that lifted the world out of poverty. Now, up to half of small businesses in Britain face the risk of bankruptcy and closure. The government has had to announce a ruinously expensive energy price guarantee to mitigate the worst effects of this disaster. The rush to renewables. The mentality among the eco-extremists is as follows. If we have to doom the poor to destroy the system that made the rich, so be it. You just can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. Here are some facts to remember while we so madly and ineffectively rush to renewables. The International Energy Agency recently indicated that two decades of intense support for such undertakings has hiked the proportion of energy provided by such means from 13 to 14% to an utterly underwhelming 15.7%. So, by the way, it's really, really tough to do a, a full video now in today's day and age. You know, this this timeline... Where you're basically like, uh, renewables are terrible and uh, environmentalism is an attack on the poor. Not capitalism, environmentalism. Environmentalism is the baddies. And and everything else would be great if it weren't for people raising awareness about climate change. I mean, we just had the IPCC report come out recently, the one that was like, we're not headed to 1.5, get ready for fucking 2.0. And you're like, oh yeah, this is bad, this is bad. We're accelerating everything at such a rapid rate. But if you happen to be a fucking uh, right-wing ghoul funded heavily by, I'm sure, oil and gas interests in the form of the Koch brothers and other subsidiaries that they have, like Jordan Peterson happens to be, you got to find some way of trying to do this whole, you know, uh, it's the environmentalists. It's, it's they're, they're the bad guys. The reality of the situation is one of the great advancements that we've accomplished is in the last 10 years, we have reduced the cost of solar panels, solar panel technology, to such a degree that it is cheaper to produce energy through renewable energy, such as solar panels, than it is to extract energy from oil and gas. That is incredible. That is something that we need to mass produce. Yes, it requires petroleum to build solar panels in some cases, but still, we're doing a good job in that. That happens to be something that human beings have accomplished. I'm very, very proud of us. Well done, humanity. High fives to all of us. But these uh, fucking, again, stooges who want to try and convince you that the real problem is environmentalism, they're going to ignore all that. And they're going to say, well, this, yeah, but energy, you know, the cost of energy is just outrageous, mother, nuclear power, grandma's brush, uh, the pubis on my face. If all governments deliver on their current climate policies, the world will derive... Norway's at 98% renewable. Hell yes. Hell yes. It's not impossible, everyone. We can, we can move towards a completely renewable future no more than 28% of its energy that way by 2050 and 100% by 2207, not 2030 or 2035, but 200 years later. Does anyone on the liberal left accept such projections or are they a mere fabrication of the conspiratorial right-wing conservative imagination? Oh, that one. Yeah, can you get a replay of that? Does anyone on the liberal left accept such projections? Or are they a mere fabrication of the conspiratorial right-wing conservative imagination? That one. Yeah, the, the, the second one. 
that's that's the answer right there because you're saying a lot of gobbledygook you're, you're saying a lot of weird things that are trying to distract people obviously if you get people thinking that like oh yes uh, our projections are to reach 2227 and you're like well that sounds like a video game title i mean are we going to be able to create characters and can we change the size of those characters penises that sounds fun cyberpunk style yeah. uh i'm saying to you right now that we have reached a point where it is actually cheaper to generate energy from renewable resources than it is by coal and oil extraction. We, we've done that, so we need to switch over to that immediately. Some of the things impeding that and standing in the way is that the oil and gas lobbies are massive. Their amounts of profit that they generate is incredible, so they have the ability to influence politics quite a bit. That really, really sucks. And we also subsidize them quite a bit, which is also really, really fucked up. So we need to nationalize oil and gas industries. We need to nationalize these, and we need to put them into control. How about the Biden administration? Okay. Biden's experts, no doubt motivated to be as optimistic as possible, project that a mere 27% of the energy produced by 2050 will be carbon dioxide free and that full CO2 eradication cannot possibly occur until... Oh, we have a slight correction and I am nothing if not diligent. Cheaper to make new energy production from renewables, not yet cheaper from already implemented stuff. True. So we need to rein in the implement. 2242. 2242. And even more... By the way, who's... Outside of, I've, I've not heard these numbers used rationally as a way of convincing people from a single politician. I've never heard Joe Biden come out or, or Boris Johnson or, or anyone, or I guess Sunak now for as long as he is the prime minister, come out and be like, oh, yes, well, I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, we, we have some very aspirational goals. We're looking to reach 2,227 around that year. Uh, we will be able to be carbon neutral, and this is going to be incredible. Uh, did you know that we can actually achieve some of these goals by 2,224? It's like, what the fuck? you talking about this is just like smoke and mirror shit dismal guesstimation if you regard such realities as dismal than that put forth by the international energy agency but the tyrannical and emergency justified panicked crunch is not just happening in the uk in spain officials now dictate that commercial properties must not be heated above 17 degrees celsius or cool below 27 degrees celsius upon pain of law in switzerland Similar punishments are being considered as part of a proposed four-step plan for dealing with a gas shortage, which, quote, cannot be ruled out this winter, given the geopolitical situation. The citizens of Germany, likewise, are now in phase two of a three-stage emergency plan following a reduction in gas flows from Russia, its main supplier. The plan involves bringing coal-fired plants onto the market, according to German minister Robert Habeck, despite them being, quote, simply poison for the climate and the potential of gas rationing for industrial companies so that supplies to homes and schools, etc., are not disrupted. You know what's wild about Jordan? He never used to be this extreme. Like, Jordan Peterson used to be the person, when asked about climate change, he would give a very vague answer, and then obviously be like, well, you know, it's just so hard for us to understand how all these mechanisms work together. There are multiple systems, and obviously it's a, it's, it's a complex combination, but I certainly think that the orthodoxy put around this is, is something that we should concern ourselves with. It, it wouldn't just be straight up like, Okay, so now now I'm just going to make a bunch of videos uh, that are basically Koch brothers talking points and get everyone really scared about the things that don't actually concern them. The extended plan involves curtailing the Christmas lighting that constitutes part of the celebration in the midst of the winter darkness in many locations where they generally shine. Nothing, either beautiful or pleasing, is acceptable in the least to the Grinches, and the Grinch was in fact green, when confronted by the crisis they created. 
Remember. Okay, hold on. That's that's really funny. That's sorry, my 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 board is is freaking out about right now. I'm, I'm I've got some glitches. There's ghosts in the machine, but that's pretty funny. That Jordan Peterson, like, well, just so you know, uh, the Grinch, uh, the Grinch was green, like green energy. You, you see what was there? Green, green energy, green Grinch. <laughs> Up yours, woke moralists. The Grinch was green. When the aristocracy catches cold, the peasants die of pneumonia. If such extreme measures have become necessary in the richest countries. It's also rich that he's uh, framing this whole thing this way. Like, my dude, my dude, if you're trying to isolate hierarchies in society, you got to talk about capitalism. You can't be like there is some fucking rich, benevolent team of super bourgeois scientists that are trying to lie to us and indoctrinate us to think that we have these unrealistic levels in years that sound like futuristic sci-fi uh, monster cock shit. Uh, 2,227. Uh, well, at the same time, we're not actually going to address the fact that people are going to be really, really cold in the winter because of energy costs. Uh, are you going to address anything related to energy costs or? Or just continue to talk out of your ass. What in God's name is going to happen in the poorer ones? When the shortages strike, the poor will inevitably and necessarily turn to less green resources. Many, even in Germany, are already stockpiling firewood and coal for the winter. <laughs> Did you choose your set piece carefully, Jordan? Are, are you are you going to be warming yourself by fires in the, in the background? Um, I was really expecting him to have to be like and what is going to happen when energy is suddenly reduced when when a whole bunch of people don't have what they need well naturally the poor will devour one another as is predicted by the dragon of chaos so many people will hit the streets they will feast upon each other and use the juicy entrails in order to warm their houses the very oils that line the inside of our skin will be used as parchment on the walls of our enemies <laughs> I guess maybe I've been I've been watching too much Jordan Peterson. Winter, leading to acute shortages. How is incentivizing people to cut down and burn trees and use coal in their fireplaces going to help reduce the dreaded atmospheric carbon load? <laughs> the actual the the problem, Jordan, is not people who decide to use some fireplaces over the course of the winter. <laughs> that's not what is overwhelmingly devastating the environment. Like that statistic is thrown out all the time. That you know uh, what is it? 70% of all CO2 emissions are produced by 100 companies. And people always go against leftists or, or environmentalists when they say that out loud because they say, well, ultimately those companies are actually trying to meet demand. It's, it's the demand that they have to, to to meet. So that's why all these giant petroleum companies are producing so much CO2 output because, again, they are producing all this energy that we need to warm our houses. And that's what it comes down to. Do you want a cold house in the winter or do you want a warm house? You left these liberals elites. You can make fun of the oil sands in Alberta all you want. But when it comes winter time, you're more than happy to drink up that juicy fucking Alberta oil in BC, aren't you? And it's like, well, actually, we get our, our energy from renewable resources in British Columbia. We get it from hydroelectricity because we're quite blessed to have all this running water that can generate clean energy through hydroelectricity. But I digress. Um, the argument on the other end is that we should be using renewable energy and resources. That's that's it. It's, it's that we should be shifting to them. It's not that people should be cold or frightened or, or just have zero heating in their homes. I, I, I understand there's an energy demand. Humanity works on energy. We need energy to power our machines, to power our Keurigs, our fleshlights, our cars. All of this is needed by energy. Fine. But we have a way of generating energy now that does not 
lead us to impending doom that, that that can that can lower our co2 output it's just right now it's difficult because under capitalism the financial incentive for these companies that already can produce energy very very cheaply and are subsidized by our government and have these massive lobbying uh organizations they're the ones calling a lot of the shots whereas there is cheaper energy available poor versus the hypothetical poor perhaps we'll be able to comfort ourselves here in the west with the thought that the food we take for granted will still be available at our tables. But wait, oh. the crops that nourish our populations cannot be grown without fertilizer, loathed by green folk. And- <laughs> okay, this one's really fucked. Because China, China this year had immense crop failure as a result of global warming because temperatures are becoming so hot that, yes, plants are just dying. It's very difficult to allow for the sustainability of the growth of crops when you have these problems with climate change as the planet continues to heat. And this is a problem that is going to become exorbitantly worse. No one is saying on the other end, what is this weird straw man of environmentalism where it's just like, oh, yes, well, you say you want crops, but at the same time, you aren't okay with fertilizer or pesticides. Apparently, the green will tell you that this is wrong for the environment. It's like everyone knows that these things aren't great, that these, but we tolerate it because the mass production of food requires different techniques, and those techniques can involve petrochemicals. I understand that, and fertilizers as well. No one is screaming for the end of fertilization or for the end of uh, pesticides or something like that. What they are screaming for is us to reduce our carbon footprint, to reduce our CO2 output. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And more specifically, without ammonia. And what, pray tell, oh. is ammonia derived from? Could it be? natural gas oh no and how many people are dependent for their daily bread on the industrial generation and consequent white availability of ammonia do you say white availability on the industrial generation and consequent white availability of ammonia i'm mishearing that right and how many people are dependent for their daily bread on the industrial generation and consequent white availability (laughs) wide it has to be wide right (laughs) yeah that's what i'm thinking ammonia only three or four billion. Hey, it fooled the auto generator on YouTube. I'm not that far off. <laughs> what happens to the continuous production plants responsible for making ammonia if the natural gas supplies are halted, even momentarily? They destroy themselves as they were not designed for such an unlikely event, and they cannot be restarted. The World Bank itself has recently indicated that 222 million people are already experiencing the threat of starvation, described oh so nicely as food insecurity the communists yeah the communists where where are the are they in the room right now jordan by the way like what is your point to that 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 it is a massive problem these are a lot of a lot of these issues you take are issues with capitalism by the way like food production in the west is an incredible thing we produce food so well under our capitalist system we produce almost twice as much food as we consume we throw out all this food it's garbage it's waste we just throw it out it's 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 a complete mismanagement of the production itself and we do not distribute it to people who need it the most it is absolutely a complete crime against humanity that in countries like Canada and the United States, we have millions of people who have food insecurity because we have decided amongst ourselves that rather than have policies and fucking programs that take food that would otherwise be thrown out and put into their hungry mouths, we decide that it's better for people to have to make it on their own. We need to have the system of hierarchy set up so that people struggle. Without struggle, without people actually like struggling, without people on the street, without homeless people, without all this, they have to decide. They make those choices, those pores. They decide to be poor, and if they do not decide to change their lives, well, that's on them. 
fuck it all. In the meantime, if a supermarket throws out 30% of its produce every year, well, fuck it. That's just the cost of capitalism, baby. You know, that's how this whole system is made. Managed to kill 100 million in the last century with their utopian delusions. Oh, okay. Well, you just threw in the, the big bad book of communism in there. The communists, of course, murdered hundreds of millions of people. Yes, with their dystopian delusions. We've barely begun to implement the save the planet nightmare, and we've already placed twice that number at risk. We Sorry, what? So, okay, 200 million people. All right, I get it. We are told an emergency confronts us, the climate crisis. The solution? The masses will have to tighten their belts to forestall an even worse future catastrophe. The elite academics, think tanks, and corporate consultants, and the politicians who subsidize their intellectual pretensions will not be particularly affected by such tightening, privileged as they are. But the actual poor? To such an elite, they must be sacrificed now to save tomorrow's hypothetical poor. And 222 million people is no doubt an underestimate. As the food insecurity gets more severe, more countries will place restrictions on food exports. That will harm the international supply lines. Do you or do you not believe that food insecurity is a problem or is real? If you're putting this in quotation marks, or is that just because the term itself, you're, you're saying that it's, it's, it's as a descriptor, it, it seems a little too kind. People who are starving, fine. Like, you, you can't have it both ways, Jordan. We all depend on. Then, when the consequences of that manifest themselves, increasingly desperate politicians will begin to nationalize and centralize food distribution, as the French and Germans have already done on the energy front, and cut their farmers off at the knees. <laughs> what a horrifying concept. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's a program in place for people who have food insecurity to be able to have it provided to them by the government because that's evil somehow. <laughs> in turn, stop growing food, not out of spite, but because of dire economic impossibility. Hmm. Then we will have engendered the kind of feedback loop that can really spiral out of control. By the way, this myth of the like, you know, the the farmer, the the good old soil and oats, blue collar worker, you know, the the American dream, uh, they don't exist in the same way that they used to in the world. Like, I think most conservatives, traditionalists, they're stuck in like the 1960s or 1950s. So they still have this image of the farmer being this good old soil and oats person who just spends every day waking up at four or five a.m., uh, milking the cows, taking the eggs, plowing the fields, getting you the food and groceries that you have in your house. Not. It's only a handful of like five or six multi, uh, sorry, massive corporations that control the entire industry and fuck over farmers, fuck over workers, fuck over everybody else. Because again, they all produce food for these two or three, sometimes five companies. That's like there's right now, not even from the food production side, from the food buying side right now in America, there's about to be a massive merger between two of the largest chains in American food distribution. If they merge, that means like two thirds of all Americans will be getting their food from one one single company that is not the way the world can operate it is horrifying it is a dictatorship like jordan peterson is right about one thing in that things are fucked but they're not fucked for the reasons he's telling you he's like most people who do false consciousness he's trying to convince you the reason everything is fucked up and the same thing with tucker carlson glenn greenwald you name it they try to convince you that everything is fucked up because of something that is not the cause 
it's like, hey, everything's fucked up because of uh, trans people, because of uh, immigrants, uh, because of indigenous people asking for rights or black people saying, stop killing us, police. This is these are the causes of all your problems. The problems, uh, they aren't related to capitalism or capitalist production or, or, or hierarchies or superstructure. None of that. All of it is the things we're going to distract you with. It will Soros. be more people who die first, at least. But as we have all been taught by the malevolent eco-moralizers, malevolent the planet has too many people on it anyway. Think about this. Well, you- uh, no, that's 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 ecofash. And uh, as a leftist, I hate ecofash. Fuck them. The, the idea that there's an overpopulation problem—that's the way that we can solve all this. When it turns out countries that they usually target with overpopulation, such as China, India, um, they're not the well. I'm, I can't say China, but uh, in the case of places like Pakistan. They contribute very little to the actual global warming problem. Very, very little. And even if like one third of the country is underwater, uh, that doesn't mean that they are the mass contributors to it. It turns out the wealthier and more powerful the nation is, then the more it contributes to the problem. And also uh, individual. Like if we look at this, you know, you love individualism, right? You like you, you like meritocracy and all that. Well, the richer an individual is, the more their carbon footprint is by by huge margins, like massive ones. Like it turns out, rich billionaires they they actually do way more carbon output than than the average person because they have the resources to do that. They can take the fi- the private planes, the private jets. They can ride in the yachts and the boats. They can do all that kind of shit, whereas the rest of us can't. Shiver all too soon in your cold, damp, and increasingly expensive. Peaky Blinders, yeah, political puppy. I'm doing Peaky bl- I was doing Peaky Blinders. If you watch this stream, I, I was. I actually did Matt Walsh, and it was too scary. It scared my fans. Everyone was like, whoa, that Lance Matt Walsh thing is way too realistic. So I had to change into a, an impromptu Peaky Blinders costume. And now substandard lodgings. You and your family may well have been deemed an expendable excess. Food for thought. This is simply not acceptable. If you dare to claim the moral high ground while serving the cause of starvation, then, by my reckoning, you've placed yourself firmly in the enemy camp and you richly deserve whatever is coming your way. In the psychological and educational arenas, too, we demoralize young people, feeding them a constant diet of concretized apocalypse, focusing particularly on tempering or even obliviating the laudable ambition of boys, hectoring them into believing that their virtue is nothing but the force that oppresses the innocent and despoils the virginal planet. And if that doesn't work, and it does, then there's always the castration awaiting the gender dysphoric. And you oppose such initiatives at substantial personal risk. But we can reassure ourselves with the fact that a beneficent government is going to set up warm spots in public libraries and museums this winter so that freezing, starving old people can huddle together to keep warm while their grandchildren cough up their lungs in their frigid, damp, and moldy flats. In such circumstances, in the face of such mandatory privations and manipulations, it's obvious that the last thing our tyrannical, idiot, panicked, virtue-signaling governments should be doing is directing their demented attention toward regulating what people serve at their tables. But because meat has also been deemed yet something else that is destroying the planet, the woke narcissists of compassion are already insisting that people eat less of it. Plants and bugs for you and your children, peasants. And the- 
<laughs> okay, so that is a right wing thing. I was right. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it's pretty well documented that the amount of methane produced by uh, the factory farming uh, cows as well as other animals is is contributing in large part a huge amount to our carbon footprint. It's a massive, massive problem. It's one that was really hard to report on for a long time in, in large part because that, again, industry is so powerful that it's not something that even environmentalists would touch. Uh, we know better now. And again, if, if that's a thing that you, you don't think is real or you think is just, uh, you know, debunked science or something like that, I mean, you should be marching towards, uh, let's say, uh, lab-grown meat because lab-grown meat, in essence, uh, would not have a carbon output. Um, so there's that. Also, I said, I've said this before, the Impossible Burger, better than the Beyond Burger. Yep, I'm 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 planting planting my uh, my feet in the sand on that one. If you wanna if you wanna debate it, I, I'm more for uh, the Impossible Burger than the the Beyond Burger. Yeah, I think the Impossible Burger is a, a tastier treat. I I, I enjoy uh, barbecue and the Impossible Burgers. Sooner you get accustomed to it, or else, the better. Let's turn our attention. 100% impossible is better beyond. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's a brave take. I think, like, honestly, if you're someone who wants to, like, uh, reduce your meat, the Impossible Burger, like, it, it genuinely, it, like, it, if you barbecue an Impossible Burger, it tastes like a burger. It's like, I, I've given it to people before who are like, yeah, that's good. And it was like, that's, it's not meat. I'm like, what? You know, it's, it's kind of fun. To the claim that animal husbandry and the meat it produces cheaply enough for everyone to afford is unsustainable. For a moment, because we haven't yet dispensed with enough moralizing. It's all unsustainable. Every, all our systems, the way they operate right now, we, we are a planet with finite resources. We have shown overwhelmingly now that this is not sustainable. The, the things have to change. We can actually have, and this is the cool part, a better quality of life if we weren't so dominated by corporations. Corporations make everything so much worse. Big shout out to Europe for suddenly standardizing plugs and chargers. I know that sounds silly, but... Have you ever looked around your house and seen the amount of different kinds of plugs you have? I think I, I could count at least 16, at least 16 different kinds of plugs. You need a proprietary plug for each fucking device. And it's absurd. It doesn't make any sense. We can easily standardize that. We can just be like, okay, this is the plug that you need. I know you would make more money if you had one specific kind of plug that you designed and made and sold and anytime someone lost it or broke down they would have to buy a new one from you yes in, in a pure capitalistic sense profit motive driven sense that makes you more money but from a societal sense it is ridiculous to have again so many different kinds of cords and plugs and shit all over your house this is and this is again this is capitalism it, it's success it, it, it's just like we could live such better lives your computer that you have or your phone could be the most advanced computer and the most advanced phone possible if we had modular devices. If we didn't have to buy a brand new iPhone every year. If it wasn't like, oh, my old iPhone sucks as soon as I upgraded to this new OS. That's weird. And the new OS came out right around the time that the new device came out. Either way, my phone sucks now. It's unusable. But there's a new one. Cool. So I'll just do that every year. I'll just, all the all the cobalt that gets mined by children, cool, get me the cobalt, make the phones, go produce it all the way over in China at a plant where people try to commit suicide by jumping out of the walls, and then ship it all the way back to me, boom, got my new phone, once a year in the West, life is great, I'm an Apple person, I live by the philosophy of the Apple computer, that's my life. It, it, it's like, it's ridiculous, Some like you can look around your house in the West sometimes and be like, I, I have a Kindle, and a laptop, and a desktop, and, a, and another computer, oh, and a, and a cell phone, ooh, and, and a video game device, why do I have 20 electronic devices? Like, you could have a modular device or two modular devices that did everything and were upgraded on a regular basis. It's like, oh, this one part of it is, is kind of slow. 
boom, switch out, fastest thing ever. Oh, this other part, boom, switch out, fastest thing ever. Like over and over and over again. That 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 would be a pattern, you know? But we're stuck in this we're stuck in this world where we have to have built-in obsolescence, so your devices have to break the fuck down. Like, I, so many old people always talk about this. Have you ever, like, talked to, like, someone uh, who's, you know, maybe, like, a couple generations ahead of you, who's like, you know, back in my day, uh, devices, just uh, the vacuum, you bought one for a good 30 years, and then it would break down, but then you you basically had a vacuum for it, and now it's like, oh, yeah, they, they last about, like, three or four years, maybe, maybe two, sometimes one. Depends. They're all made out of plastic. They're all very, very poorly designed. They're all mass produced. The consumerism of it all is it's just like they're they're built to break. So you just buy new ones all the time, because if you didn't buy new ones all the time, those companies would make as much money. So, yeah, uh, tooth technology. How about that one? Like, it's like, yeah, we need to invent new ways for people to spend money on toothbrushes. It's like, well, they really just need a toothbrush. They need something to scrub their teeth. And then and like, no, 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 no. We, we need sonar. And magnets. Let's let's get let's get magnets and sonar inside the toothbrushes themselves, and then let's make the the stuff that came up previous look like it's actually terrible for you. Like you'll have terrible teeth. Actually, let's associate that with sex and and razor blades too for the dudes, because we know the dudes will buy that. So for guys, razor blades denote uh, how sexy you are, and body spray. Body spray. So axe. If you have it, you'll just have women literally charging at you. It looks really scary and rapey, but in our ads, it'll look sexy because they're all going to be super hot. So it'll just be like a, an avalanche of women charging at you, going after you because you use the axe body spray and you use the Gillette razor, which also means that you know you're you're an alpha. Uh, all all really good shit. And then yeah, we need people to buy new toothbrushes. So why don't we say we've invented something like the the fifth bristle yeah a new bristle at the very end or a gillette razor at the end of the gillette razor there's four blades but now there's a fifth and if you were using four blades before you're a fucking disgusting pedophile but if you use the fifth blade you're an alpha chad who gets all the ladies so make sure you get that fifth blade and next year i've got a great idea six blades yeah we're going there we're going there six blades you know, we're just going to keep on moving on up. One day we'll eventually have 50 blades and it'll just be like a full on. It'll it'll look a bit like a cheese grater and, and that'll be what we use, you know. But again, I'm being silly, but all of this, all of these ideas, all of this marketing, all, all of this consumption, it's all built around a hyper capitalistic society where the dominating force is us being hyper consumers and us trying to associate our own happiness and our well-worth with products, the products that are in your home. Like, how often are you sold on this idea that your life would just be so much better if you had this thing, this little thing, this thing, if you have it in your life, this is what's going to make you, not fulfillment, not friendship, not human association, not, none of that, not, not even a relationship with someone that you find interesting, fulfilling, and sexually desirable that you can pleasure and that pleasures you. None of this. It's products. It's You will be so much happier if you have this nice dress. You will be so much more beautiful. People will love and respect you. You will be admired by your peers if you buy this dress and only this dress. And if you don't buy this dress, then you will be ugly and women won't love you and men won't love you and you will be terrible you will be disgusting but if you buy this dress and this purse it comes with a purse as well the purse is also a thousand dollars but it's the name you buy the name and oh only that will bring you happiness only that you sweet sweet woman you need this purse you need to have it and you need to have this brand and that will bring you satisfaction because that is the world we live in that's it that, that that's the thing 
1080p is more than enough. No, I want 20k. Fuck 8k. I'm down with 20k, son. An authoritarian stupid but that's my point. Technology should not be limited by this. Living in a futuristic, either socialist or communist world, does not mean that we are going to amprim. Does not mean we're going to regress. Does not mean that you don't get even cooler games and, and technology and, and dildos. Like, dildo technology can only go up. I'm not trying to reduce the amount of vibrations or vibrational patterns of your dildos. I want your dildos to bring you all the stimulation and pleasure that you desire. What I'm saying is that we can make things better and more efficient and less wasteful if, if we go down paths that aren't driven strictly by consumerism. That's it. That, that, that's the whole idea is, is that I don't want us to, to regress. I want us to go infinitely further and not have to be limited by all these different fucking shitty patterns where it's just like, well, when you buy a new Switch, you got to buy... Actually, Switch uses USB-C. Bad example. When you buy the new iPhone, you got to buy the proprietary Apple cord for that iPhone. When, when you buy the new this, you got to buy the proprietary cord for this. So, oh, yes, this is a, a fucking electric razor. It uses a brand new cord that we've... Like, why you could all make these USB-Cs, these could be standardized across the board it, it's a good charging device and when a better one comes along we standardize that one and we all use it but it makes you more money it, it makes it makes you more money if you have a proprietary plug because you, you need to buy a new one when when yours breaks down and, and that's that's part of the whole process remember what happened the last time that government agencies applied their tender mercy to determining what the people they serve should consume we were offered the much vaunted food pyramid telling us to eat six to 11 servings of grains and carbohydrates a day with protein and fat at the pinnacle, something to be indulged in with comparative rarity, if indeed necessary at all. That all turned out to be wrong and not just a little <laughs> wrong, but so wrong it might as well have been not. What does this have to do with the environment? <laughs> do you know, by the way, how hard it is to standardize instructional regimes for humanity based on food? <laughs> And to mass produce that, <laughs> and that's why every one of you should drive a car, drive as many cars as you drive a giant truck, buy a monster truck, fill it with gas, pour gas on your friends, have gasoline fights. Zoolander was right. We should all have gasoline fights. <laughs> Just wrong, but a veritable anti-truth. Something as wrong as it could possibly get. The food pyramid was brought into being not least by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. That is, by marketers, not scientists or nutritionists, with no shortage whatsoever of lobby efforts by those whose products ended up being promoted. The dietary recommendation to prioritize carbohydrates produced a veritable epidemic of obesity and diabetes, resulting in what has been deemed by reliable researchers as one of the worst yeah, that's wow. Um, the large amounts of obesity and diabetes that come from obesity, so that's usually type 2 diabetes in the United States, has a lot to do with, again, industries uh this is again something that it's, we're going to keep circling back to capitalism and profit motive but the food production in the united states is controlled by about 11 companies those 11 companies dominate every single field when you walk into the supermarket you see thousands of items and you think you have all the freedom in the world and you're like oh my god look at this there's like 50 different kinds of oreos there's oreos within oreos there's oreos where no longer it's the cookie on the outside it's the cream on the outside i love capitalism look at the bounty of choices i have taco bell makes a taco pizza inside a burger taco taco machine taco supreme it's incredible i i i love this capitalism is so fucking awesome and based look at all the options i have and then you don't realize it's only about 11 companies that produce 
all of that. 11. Fucking one more finger than you have. That's the vast majority of those thousands of products in that supermarket. And guess what? It is going to be more profitable to use a company to sell highly addictive products to people because we are, again, very susceptible to things that have high fat, high sugar, and high salt. That's why fast food is so fucking delicious and why it makes you feel like shit after you eat it because it's high fat, it's high sugar, and it's high salt. It's things that are very rare or used to be rare in nature to find if you were a hunter-gatherer, which we all, in essence, you know, we're primal, okay? You've all seen The Liver King. You understand what it's all about. We're still, we got these lizard brains. We're still trying to find the fats, the sugars, and the salts. And uh, we have this now in refined abundance. So we not only refine it in abundance, it's now easier to get this stuff because it's mass-produced, it's subsidized, we got the corn syrup and everything. And so that's the stuff that you get at your house. And that's what everyone thinks is the way to live and eat. Because you just say, hey, I, I got this, I got my Chef Boyardee, my craft Dinner, those are my two food groups, I can combine that. Ooh, some bacon, please. Bacon's so delicious. I love it how it feels when I eat it and put it in my mouth. And that's the problem. Combine that with food deserts, combine that with education, combine that with poverty. Like, it's so much easier to feed your family if you are working uh, multiple jobs, you're an Uber driver, whatever the thing is, it, it, just to go to Pizza Hut and grab them a family pack. Go to Little Caesars. It's like, hey, for less than 20 bucks, I can feed my entire family. If I was to spend the time it takes to go out, buy all the legumes, buy all of the delicious vegetables and fruits, and then cook it into a healthy meal for everybody, and then sit down at the dinner table. That requires hours and hours and hours, as well as knowledge. You need to not only have time to be able to shop for those groceries, make all your products, make all your fruit, make all, your, all that shit, and then sit down with your family and enjoy a, a delicious meal. Whereas, guess what? People who are poor are working their fucking asses off. The myth that poor people don't want to work is a complete absurdity. They work too hard. They work for minimum fucking wage. That is not a living wage. It is so hard to support a family on minimum wage. You need additional jobs. So you become a side gig. You you work when you're not supposed to work. You, you become an Uber driver. You become a delivery person. You become a fucking Foodora delivery person. And, and yeah, you don't have time to, to shop and cook and clean for your entire family and make them delicious uh, meals that are also very nutritious and teach them about that never like mind exercise it's such a privilege to exercise i can tell you in times of my life where i was like i was working my ass off you don't have time at the end of a hard day of working a shitty job to go home and then all of a sudden be like well now i'm gonna go work out for an hour in a gym <laughs> now now i'm gonna go fucking do some weights that's something that like you have to force yourself to get into at first and yes it becomes a pleasurable experience but it requires fucking time. I totally acknowledge the privilege that I have if I can go to the gym, like, even three times a week. Because, like, yeah, other people don't have that. I get it. I, I, I totally accept that. I accept that other people, if you're working two fucking jobs, you're not going to go home and then fucking exercise at the end of all that. That, that shit is fucked. <laughs> Public health disasters of all time, dooming almost the entire Western population to a lifetime of catastrophic chronic health problems. 42% of Americans are obese. Another almost equally large percentage are overweight. At least a third are in the early or later stage. It's not clear. He's blaming this all on the food pyramid. That's, that's what's going on. The majority of obesity in America is, is, is completely responsible because of the food pyramid. Because how do I frame this outside of capitalism? Government. Government is the enemy. Government is the problem. And because government told you the food pyramid was the way to leave, which apparently, according to Jordan Peterson, meant that you were eating grains 16 times a day. But either way, that's what the food pyramid was to him. Uh, they're the ones that did this. They, they, they created obesity. 
it was it was the government that did it. Ages of diabetes, which is an exceptionally serious disease. Wait, I hear diabetes, and I hear I thought diabetes was just that one guy in that one commercial where he's like, "Are you suffering from diabetes? Well, I have a solution for your diabetes." But is it diabetes or is it diabetes? Which one? Or are they both correct? It's one of those like vase or vase. It's one of the things where basil, basil doesn't matter. But both are right. Diabetes. Wilford Brimley, thank you. No, you got. I got answered who that was before people told me whether or not it was both. <laughs> People were more excited to 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 inform me who that was, whether than let me know whether are both pronunciations correct. Should I be saying diabetes? I typically say diabetes. Maybe diabetes. I don't know. One point seven trillion dollars is spent annually on chronic illness in the U.S. And the yeah, this guy. You may qualify for a free meter from Liberty Medical. Oh, if man. you have Internet's type two awesome. diabetes like I have, you're confronted diabetes. with choices. You can choose to feel sorry for yourself. I hope you don't. I hope you choose to get involved with a good doctor. Find out some things about diabetes and your own body in the bargain. Oh, they always talk about how many choices you have. The next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. You learn to check your own blood sugar. You were right before? Good, good. That, along with a simple diet and exercise program, can help keep your diabetes under control. If you're on Medicare, call Liberty Medical. We'll help you keep your diabetes under control. First, we'll give you a free meter. No one is more serious than Liberty about helping you keep your diabetes under control. See, okay, so as a Canadian, we didn't really hear diabetes uh, said that way. So when I saw that ad suddenly just popping up all over TV, I was like, oh, it's diabetes, not diabetes. I was wrong. Rise in such illness and cost is directly associated with the beginning of the godforsaken top-down dietary guidelines that set us all on a carbohydrate-heavy dietary pathway. So, uh, by the way, this is both wrong and ridiculous. It's like, this is so obscene to think that this whole cause of the mass amounts of de- uh, obesity uh, within Western countries uh, has to do directly with the pyramid, uh, the food pyramid itself and the government recommendations. Again, the things that I had described earlier are, are way bigger uh, causal links to a lot of the problems with, uh, again, o- uh, obesity. There have been, in addition, dozens of studies debunking the claim that red meat causes disease. The Pure study, P-U-R-E, published in the journal... Those studies, by the way, the ones that say that red meat is unhealthy, it's in excess. So you can eat red meat. You, you can have yourself a steak. You should not eat a steak every single day, as Jordan Peterson does. Like, that's all they eat. I understand now where this is all coming from. This is him and Michaela Peterson. Eat meat and only meat and salt all day, every single day. It'll cure what ails you. That, no, don't do that. It will fuck your system up. You will have weird-ass shits, and, and you'll just be very unhealthy. You, you should have vegetables. You, we're omnivores, okay? You, you can live 100% vegan. You can, and, and you will have to take a couple supplements to get there. But we're, we're meant to not just eat meat. It, it, it's gross and weird if that's the only thing that you eat. Uh, that being said, it's it's not a terrible thing if you eat less meat. It's actually healthier to eat less red meat because it is very high in fats, typically. Um, I mean, you can maybe find some premium cuts. You can do that. But it's in and of itself is not the only thing you should be having. Like, you need la balance. You know? Lancet in 2017, you need fiber. You, you need analyzing 140,000 individuals from 18 countries, revealed that... Also, am I the only one who thinks that salad is delicious? Like, I, I'm not even saying this as, like, a, a virtue signal. I fucking love salad. Like, the, the crunch. I love vinegar. I love vinegary things. I love pickled things. Like, I, I, I love fucking just a whole bunch of the vegetables and then a, a nice old vinaigrette on top of it. Like, that shit is... It's really Quote, good. 
higher I say that as someone who also enjoys a, a fried chicken. I love fried chicken. Fat, you know, <laughs> was associated with an increased risk of total mortality, and that quote higher saturated fat intake. Green's rule. I agree. Was associated with lower risk of stroke. Lower. That is exactly the opposite of what we have been told is great. by the beneficial yeah. centralizing agents who task themselves with determining what we, as sovereign and responsible individuals, should put in our mouths. So the health benefits of a pure vegetarian and vegan diet are dubious at best. But what of the argument that animal husbands... Okay, first off, there are benefits. They're not if you are only vegan. Let's be completely clear. You do need to take some supplements because there are things within a completely vegan-only diet that you will be missing since you are no longer eating meat. But they can be achieved. There are supplements available. We have the technology. It exists. It's completely healthy to be a vegan nowadays. Um, most likely, have you ever seen those documentaries, like, say, uh, when Penn & Teller's Bullshit used to be out, where they interviewed only vegans and then interviewed, uh, you know, carnivores and advocates of carnivores. Like, all the vegans were super skinny. In fact, there are people I know who have specifically, because they had to lose weight, lost weight because they went on a vegan diet, because you cut down fats so much when you're a vegan. If you're not eating meat all the time, then there's a huge amount of fat in your diet that all of a sudden is just like, right? They still do eat fats, as you should, and they get fats in other ways, say from avocados, uh, say from like, uh, you know, different oils, coconut oils, stuff like that. They still do have fats in their diets, but it's it's way more reduced. It's It's unbelievably reduced. I think it would be absurd to try and propose that vegans are specifically unhealthy or that vegetarians aren't healthy. I eat a very vegetarian diet in my life, and I, I, I like being vegetarian mostly, and it's it, it, it's way healthier than if I was eating nothing but steak. And this is something, again, I'm not against people eating steak, you know? ...is killing the planet. Well, the American environment... Bullshit is a good show as long as you're willing to debunk some Penn Teller's uh, bullshit. Completely agree. Completely agree. Well, I mean, they're libertarians, and, and there's only so much. Like, libertarians are always going to be hit or miss. There are some things you'll agree with. You'll be like, "You're right," and then it's like, "And we should lower the age of consent." And you're like, "No, no, I, I, I don't think that adults should be having sex with teenagers. I think teenagers should be allowed to have sex with teenagers. I think that's fine. If 16 year olds want to hook up with each other, that's okay. If 17 year olds want to hook up with each other, that's okay. I just don't think 34 year olds should be able to hook up with 17 year olds and 16 year olds. I think that's gross." And and or weird. Environmental Protection Agency estimates that all farming produces only 11% of greenhouse gases in the U.S. Transportation produces 27%. Livestock accounts for 3%. And plant-based agriculture? 5%. According to the National Academy of Sciences, if we eradicated all animal-based agriculture, we'd reduce greenhouse gases by a mere 2.6%. And it is no simple matter, by the way, and perhaps impossible to manage a diet that is sustainable in the medium to long term by merely dining on plants. Chew on that. Exodos. Exodos. <laughs> what might we do instead if we chose to be genuine? I'm sorry. I love this arc. <laughs> I love that he takes himself so seriously. And his fans take this seriously. Chew on that. Next hodos. <laughs> oh my, yes. Oh, tell me more. Oh, he's popping off. Look at him. Oh shit, he's popping off, son. Wise, instead of inflicting want and privation upon the world's poor, <laughs> while failing... Woke saladists. <laughs> Up yours, woke saladists. We'll see who salads who. <laughs> ...utterly and disastrously to save the planet. We could begin by assuming here in the West that all those frightened into paralysis and enticed into tyranny 
by their apprehension of the pending apocalypse, have bitten off more than they can properly chew, have taken on a dragon much more fire-breathing and dire than they are heroic, have failed entirely to contend with the moral hazard that comes in assuming that the faddish emergency of their overheated imaginations entitles the them faddish? to the use of power and compulsion. Oh, faddish. If your apprehension of the like looming fad, catastrophe, whatever its form, has made you into a terrified authoritarian, willing to frighten and compel to get your way, you are simply not the right leader for the times. As the unconscious manifestations of your own nervous system, telling you that you are just too small for the job at hand, are clearly indicating, even to you. We could begin by dropping our appalling attitude of moral superiority toward the developing world. We could admit instead that the rest of the planet's inhabitants have the right and the responsibility to move toward the abundant material life that we have enjoyed despite ourselves for the last century. And which is oh oh I, I kind of almost agree with one of his points here. I think we should stop vilifying developing nations and blaming them. That's what ecofascists do. That when they're like, oh, we're overpopulated. Have you seen how many people live in Pakistan? It's like they they contribute like less than I think three percent of total global emissions. They're they're, they're like, it, it's it's completely unjustified that a, a country like Pakistan should be suffering so badly under climate change versus how much they actually produce and contribute towards this global problem that affects everybody simultaneously. Like I I agree with that one. And I don't want there to be a lower quality standard of living for countries uh, that are on the up and up, let's just say, the most like PC way of putting it. Um, I, I think we have to call ourselves out in the West. I, I think we have to stomp this entire capitalist nightmare that is just fucking speed barreling us towards the sun rather than being like there's a much better way we could live, a higher quality of life that we could live. And this is not about, uh, you know, uh, having uh, Anne Prim, let's revert, uh, return to monkey or any of that kind of stuff. We need to live in the forest and all that kind of thing. It, it's that we need to stomp a lot of these industries that are dominated primarily by profit motive. And the profit motive is what makes it all worse it, it makes it all so much worse and i trust me i'm as spoiled as any of you i i love the abundance that you have in countries like canada uh, or in america or anything like that where it's like yeah i walk into a supermarket and i can just buy anything i it's like fruits that i didn't even know existed are just lying there it's like oh look at this it's like it looks like a lemon but it has fingers it's like a lemon finger thing which like neat okay cool i i, I would like to buy that but I also think this idea that you can only eat fruits or vegetables that are attractive because good looking fruits is a thing. Whereas countries like France have banned the the throwout of ugly fruits and ugly vegetables. Like let's use that for something else. Let let's let's not waste food. Let let's just change these systems. It's the systems that are so incredibly wasteful, but oh man, we overproduce stuff. Yes, the Buddha's hand. The Buddha's hand. It's it's, it's a weird looking thing so entirely dependent on industrial activity and fossil fuel usage. We could work diligently and with purpose to drive energy and food prices down to the lowest level possible so that we can ease the burden on the poor I agree. and open up the horizons of possibility so that they become concerned. As I they agree. So, so you're, you're for the windfall tax then. You're for the, the, the identifying the corporate profits, the profit margins. They've increased so much that, that that's the problem and that we should do a windfall tax in order to be able to subsidize uh, the purchase of both energy and food for people who are uh, poorer. Awesome. Okay, sweet. Finally. We got Inevitably there. and properly will with long-term sustainability instead of acting desperately and destructively in pursuit of their next meal. We could concentrate on an intelligent plan of stewardship instead of anti-human environmentalism along the lines of the plans outlined by multifaceted and diligent experts such as Dr. Bjorn Lomberg, who pointed out years ago that we have a multitude of crises facing us, and not just one, 
the hypothetically apocalyptic danger of carbon. Bjorn, I think you just did an interview with Bjorn is the go to for uh, like climate uh, environmentalists who also justify Koch brothers talking points. And so you'll see him paraded around by everybody. They, they all, the right loves him. It's so awesome. It's like, oh, well, we actually have a rational uh, climate advocate here who understands everything. And that we could spend the money we are wasting killing poor people in a much more intelligent and judicious manner. Devoting some resources, for example, to ensuring a stable food supply to poor children in the developing world. Treating malaria, something we can do and cheaply, and delivering fresh water where it is truly needed. We could as well work out the details of a trip. That would be awesome. You should probably point out the reasons that doesn't happen, Jordan. Why, why is it? Why, why, why is it that we do that? We have an abundance of food in the West. We overproduce food. We're really good at it. We throw it out. So, so why doesn't it go to the poor nations? Truly sustainable agriculture. Could, could, could it be there's absolutely no profit incentive to doing that in what you just suggested? That, that a corporation is not just altruistically going to take it upon itself to suddenly do something that is definitely going to affect its bottom line, especially if it has a CEO and a board and it has a fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders to generate as much profit as possible. It's probably not going to suddenly take a whole bunch of risks and send a whole bunch of food to the poorest countries in the world that need it the most. Culture with the most expert farmers to improve the quality of our soil and air and provide everyone with enough high quality food which will most definitely involve animal-based agriculture. We could bring a halt to the presumption that the state should extend itself Definitely. by dint of its hypothetical moral superiority to the governance of how we heat our houses and feed and provision our own families. We could, finally, delegate authority to the most local possible of levels, following the principle of subsidiarity, and produce a subsidiarity. hierarchy of responsibility that extends necessary purpose to everyone individually at the family and community and state level. And that serves as a necessary bulwark against the blind and Luciferian prideful intellect-based top. <laughs> Luciferian. I, he doesn't often throw the fucking Satan in there, but now we have it. I, I'm happier for it, I'll be honest. Down tyrannies of emergency and compulsion that will otherwise necessarily reign. We could work out our concerns with sustainability through consensus and in the spirit of voluntary association and free play instead of relying on top. By the way, you know what's wild about all this is is that, like, y'all are winning. You Koch brothers, motherfuckers, all of you, you're winning. You control the game. You control the show. You're in charge. And yet Jordan Peterson still comes out with a video like this where it's just like, oh, the tyrannical Luciferian, blah, blah, blah. Look at how they're coming after us. We need to choose a better path forward, a better course, blah, blah, blah. You're the one doing this course. You're controlling the course that we're on down edicts justified in principle by our misplaced existential terror and carrying with them the moral hazard of the uh, according to his chosen expert the climate free uh, feedback reviewers assess the climate credibility range from low and very low oh yeah no he's like political puppy he's paraded around by so many right wingers as like oh finally a sound voice L listen bjorn will be able to tell us about why the climate hysteria is overdrawn of unjustified and dangerous sense. I mean there's there's a token for everything right there's there's token gay people there's token trans people uh, there's token environmentalists there's token black people there's token indigenous people every single fucking category to be able to be like oh no 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 we're not racists here I'm gonna explain why here's my best friend Candace Owens to tell you why white supremacy is actually awesome yeah it's both awesome and based well this is coming from Candace Owens no 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 did, did you know she's black yeah, she, no, no, she's black. Yeah, okay. All right, and also, by the way, 
did you know the Jews control everything? I, I Trust me, Ye over here, Ye's going to explain to you why the Jews actually control all the media. No, 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 he's not a racist. He's not, he, he can't be. He's black. He's black. So we, we got it all, baby. Hey, Dave Rubin's here. Dave Rubin's going to tell you uh, about why uh, the Republicans don't actually hate gay people or LGBT Clean plus people. Uh, Dave Rubin's here. No, 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 he's gay. He's gay. No, he, trust me, he's gay. So trust, like, you're mute. Like, it doesn't count anymore. He's gay. We, we got this one. It's all fine. We could distribute to everyone their requisite responsibility as sovereign actors and could bring them on board with the power of a common vision, one of life more abundant, enough high-quality food for everyone, enough yeah, energy White. so that slavery becomes a thing. Blair White will be the first person to tell you that it, actually there is a uh, indoctrination agenda, uh, that there is a, uh, a non-binary increase uh, by huge numbers because of this, again, it's a uh, mind virus, a social contagion that is trying to indoctrinate people. I mean, people should just identify that trans people are exclusively uh, someone who has a mental condition that needs to be addressed through surgery, and then once it's done, uh, they, they've accomplished it, and that's why, uh, you know, I'm a biological essentialist. There, there Blair White. Again, there's, there's a person for every position to back up every conservative talking point who's willing to take a paycheck and throw uh, both uh, you know members of their own community and humanity as a whole under the bus that's that's what it all is I mean on the other side it's like we should liberate all peoples no one should be marginalized these systems and structures uh, target specific groups for specific reasons and on the other side it's like well money money, money sounds good I want, I want this little you know of the past enough purpose so that nihilism and decadence no longer beckon enough Reciprocity, so that we live in true peace. The generous provision of education and opportunity to everyone in the world. They're under the bus, pull up the, the conviction, true. To say it again, that policy based on compulsion is misguided and counterproductive. We could thereby have our cake and eat it too, and so could everyone else. And we could work toward that in a mutual spirit of productive generosity and fair play in competition and cooperation. Or we could let the world go to hell in a handbasket. And blame that disintegration on the very enemies we specified as causal in the first place, those damned capitalists, and fail to clean up our own souls as we persecute the imaginary wrongdoers responsible for the destruction of our planet. Or identifying the real danger. As the psychologist Carl Jung said in the aftermath of the Nazi... <laughs> Carl Jung, uh, by the way, supporters of the Nazis, he did, he did, he did change on that. He did a one eighty on that. But just, just so we're clear on this, Jordan, because you love quoting Jung. I know he's your favorite dude. But just, just so you know, he was, he was pretty hardcore anti-Semitic for a while. But that he did change course. That is true. So we can't deny that part. But you never speak about the first one. Atrocities and the use of nuclear weapons. Quote: It is becoming more and more obvious that it is not starvation, not microbes, not cancer but man himself, who is mankind's <gasps> greatest danger. Man. For the simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic epidemics, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst of natural catastrophes. That great man knew that technological man had a stark choice in front of him to become as ethical as he had become powerful and that a real hell awaited if we refused the challenge. The rate of change is accelerating. Our ability to do almost everything is doubling faster and faster as our ability to communicate and to compute accelerates, the consequence of our inner disunity and insufficiency become ever more serious. As we become individually more powerful, in other words, we must take on ever more responsibility or else. If we fail to rectify our personal pathologies of pride, envy, and the willingness to lie, we will find ourselves mired in conflict with the world, both natural and social, and in precise proportion to our refusal 
to check the devil within. So we have a stark choice in front of us. We can reorient ourselves to the cause of... Pat, curious, what's your favorite sin? Everyone, sound off on your favorite sin. I, I want to see them all. Is it lust? Are you lusty? Are, are, you, are you all horny? Is it, is it gluttony? Are you hungry? Did, did you want, do you want a, a giant meal? Envy? Are you, are you envious of others? Let's see. Lust, lust, pride, sloth. Yeah, sloth is pretty easy. Wrath? Fair enough. Damn. Sodomy. I, I haven't heard of that. Is it, that's one of the sins? Well, either way. Fun. Are there too many to name? I love them all. Yeah, I mean, you, por que no los todos? You know, why, why not all of them? Uh, you know, lust or gluttony? Maybe both simultaneously. Graven images. <laughs> Who the fuck's gonna be? <laughs> graven images. <laughs> the millhouse of sins. Fucking graven images. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I do often lust over the female form. I do love the titties. And then I do enjoy a delicious meal. I mean, when it's before me, I feel like it's too much. But... God damn, if I do not like alternatives to the Lord our God <laughs> presented <laughs> in various forms. <laughs> of truth. Or we can act out the conflict, imposing our self-serving instrumental delusions on the world, bringing about in that manner an external apocalypse that will result in precisely the same judgment. Uh, Ted Zapp says, uh, I'm new here. I'm just, uh, I'm just a fan of the content seen on JP, but I found you. You are hilarious. Are you a comedian? Sorry, new to your content. So, I, cause you're new, I don't know if you're, uh, being facetious because i i'd like to consider myself one and so you could be sarcastic in which case because language is dead and so when you see it in text form it's kind of like oh are you a comedian so that could be the case i don't know but if you are in good faith uh yes and i'm glad i could entertain you uh if you're not then obviously i am the fool and i've made myself a fool live in 4k so so you get that i mean i'm, I'm glad i could also give you a second gift there and so in conclusion it's time for all of us but especially the self-righteous moralizers, to get our individual acts together, to take on some real moral responsibility instead of falsely broadcasting unearned virtue far and wide and so cheaply and carelessly. You're 1080 most. Fair enough. Oh, shit. I like the ending to that. Jordan so Peterson. cheaply and carelessly. Not, not his, but this one. Uncensored now on the Daily Wire. Oh, hell yeah. Bring it to me delicious um that was really funny jordan peterson is still a clown man and and absolutely and utterly hilarious as long as he keeps going down this arc this arc is so good the whole like we'll see who cancels who woke moralists mother of dragons chaos the brush of grandma yeah the sound effect makes it obviously uh, no, I'm not being sarcastic. I love the flow in your stream. I mean, JP is a source of content. Would love if you could watch this tweet I did about the definition of God versus woman. Uh, I will check it out in a bit. Uh, Jordan Peterson is based. Why do you defend wokeism, censorship, and stupid social pro progressivism? Damn. All right. Wait, we're getting all these hate person uh, as a white person, especially. Okay. So as a white, um, uh, Jordan Peterson is not based. Uh, he's selling you a, a pile of lies. He's a miserable pile of secrets. And what he's done is he takes a, a whole bunch of self-help stuff, which is good and true. And, and it's and it's honestly, it's stuff that you should be using in your everyday life. So uh, clean up your room. Really good. Uh, you know, don't judge others unless they judge you. Maybe not the pet cats one. That that one is kind of like it could get you bit. If it, Like there's feral cats. So just don't pet any cat you see. But anyways, a lot of the rules are really good and just typical fucking self-help stuff that you can get from most 
self-help books that actually cost you a dollar versus like 50 and then he adds all this kind of like right-wing indoctrination inside of it he hides that within the self-help stuff so the self-help stuff it's great do it clean your room you, you will feel better you'll be healthier if your room is clean it really helps your mental health exercise you know shower all that kind of stuff Th- these are good pieces of advice for anybody it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or someone who's non-binary but it's it, it's the right-wing conservatism that that he weaves inside of it as, as well as like he's he's deeply bigoted the guy hates trans people and all that kind of stuff so that that doesn't help it you know uh, he's not selling anybody anything. He's a champion against wokeism. Uh, so what do you define wokeism as then, though? This is the weird part. Defend your pro-woke stance, you weak boy. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's a strong stance to to suddenly be a keyboard warrior in someone's Twitch chat. I don't know if that's making you into the alpha you think you are. But also, wokeism, what do you define it as? Representation? The fact that we see more people who aren't white in movies? That's fucking based. I don't know if you know this. There, there's lots of people in the world who aren't white. And they also like movies, and they like seeing themselves in movies, and it's cool to them when they also see themselves as heroes. It's it's pretty wild, but like there's a whole bunch of characters who I didn't even know this when I was growing up, such as uh, Goofy, that were coded as being a black character by people who were black because they didn't have as much representation in animation that other people did. So they saw a thing like the Goofy movie, and they identified with it, and they associated the whole thing with the character who they thought was black. I didn't know. I, I grew up because like again, being white, you know, uh, you don't think when you're watching every single action film every single blockbuster every single mainstream movie every popcorn flick every superhero flick every fucking sci-fi flick every fantasy movie every single one of them everyone was basically white dudes uh, I, I didn't even think about it because i was a white dude so, so i was like oh yeah this is just what movies are and, and then my friends who who you know were asian and, and black and, and indian they would they would watch that stuff and they would be like i wish i was white which is weird which is not how anyone should be. Like, I, I don't wish I was anything else. I, I love being who I am. But it's weird that other people, because of the way society works and how they were indoctrinated, they they ended up wishing they were white. You know? Like, my partner, she's Filipino. She grew up wishing that she was white. One of my best friends is Korean. He grew up in North America wishing he was white. One of my best friends is Indian. You know? His, his family is Sikh. And, and, and he wished he was right, white. He actually ended up giving himself a white-sounding name. Like, there, there's endless cases of this and and that's really fucked up that that's not the way anyone should be like you know no one should feel ashamed of who they are or want to be something else because of how imprinted they are by society so it's actually it's a good thing that 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 other people have movies now and representation all all that kind of stuff i i'm I'm not against it i'm i'm quite for it in fact you might even call me woke yeah that's it You hit the nail on the head. I'm Indian. Some of your friends here are JP fanatics, sexist, misogynists, just want to be like him. Well, I think it also gives them, or they try to give themselves a pass, right? Like that kind of stuff. And the weird thing is, like, I'm I'm actually multiracial, but I'm white as fuck, as you can probably tell. My mom is um, is indigenous, and uh, it's 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 nuts. Uh, you don't think about that stuff when it doesn't affect you when you're growing up. You just think it's normal. You're just like, oh yeah. I don't ever think about how the fact that the police interact with me completely differently. I don't, I don't have to worry about that. That's not, not one of my things. I, I, I never had that growing up. I had the white man's confidence. That was that was very different. I, 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 I was completely comfortable talking to police and trying to talk my way out of situations and not worrying about what they might do to me. Whereas visibly indigenous friends of mine uh, did not have that. They were like, you don't you don't talk up to the cops. You, you look on the ground and you just agree and you comply because they might beat the fuck out of you. And then you're like, oh, that's not my experience. <laughs> my experience was I could 
just talk shit as much as I wanted, and they wouldn't uh, they they wouldn't do anything to me as long as I was uh, pretty vocal about my rights. As long as I was like, you don't have the right to arrest me. I am protected by the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms against unwanted searches and seizures, sir. You can't do what you want to me. And like, oh well, he's right on that one. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, different, but yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Logic is biracial. I didn't know that for years of listening to Logic uh, until uh, I forget which was the album, the the one that's got all the like uh, the the Greek characters in the front or whatever. It looks like almost a religious painting or something like that. And it's like this, and and I was, uh, and then he had that one song where he's like, "What what is the line?" Um, I'm I'm just as white as the Mona Lisa. I'm just as black as my cousin Keisha. And, and I was like, oh, that's a cool line. This is a cool song. I like this. I, I, I like this multiracial ode uh, to being like a white-skinned multiracial person. This, this speaks to me. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there. Twitter.com slash TV, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to conduct many a human sacrifices in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble yet incompetent gestures trying in vain to bring some levity into your life. To our Lord Trevor R., we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence. To our brave knights, Carl Wauer, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruben Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Janetal, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janice, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far-off land.